What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Magnificent Montague, starring Marty Woolley. Yes, it's The Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield. Always milder, better-tasting, cooler-smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. By Addison for fast relief from pain of headaches, neuritis, and neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. But before we hear from the magnificent Montague, let's hear from Chesterfield. You see it in the newspapers. No unpleasant aftertaste. You hear it on the radio. No unpleasant aftertaste. You see it on television. No unpleasant aftertaste. When you smoke Chesterfields. It's the biggest plus in cigarette history. Science discovered it. You can prove it. Science discovered that of all brands tested, Chesterfield and only Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. Prove it yourself. Smoke a pack of Chesterfields. They're always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking. And Chesterfield is the cigarette... That leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That's the biggest plus in cigarette history. No unpleasant aftertaste. Science discovered it. Prove it yourself. By Chesterfield today. And now, the magnificent Montague. Although Edwin Montague, the magnificent Montague of Shakespearean theater fame, is today for the first time in his life financially secure, thanks to radio, where he is Uncle Goodhart, hero of an afternoon program, he is a frightened man. He lives in fear that his fellow Shakespearean actors of the proscenium club will find out he has deserted the stage for radio, their mortal enemy. It is morning in the Montague apartment. His wife, Lily, and Agnes, the maid, await his arrival at the breakfast table. Agnes is setting the table. When you are in love, it's the loveliest night in the year. When you are in love, oh, Mario, it's the loveliest night in the year. Agnes. Sound off, one, two, three. Agnes, all this singing. Edwin's still asleep. Honey, if I could sing loud enough to wake that monster, I'd be in the mess. <laughs> Oh, Agnes, the phone. I'll get it. 
Residents of Edwin Montague and Lily Boway, Magnus the Maid, on this end, testing. One, two, three. Hello, hello. Roger, go ahead. Oh, Agnes. Who do you want? Oh, oh, Montague? No, Sleeping Beauty ain't up yet. When is he getting up? Oh, any minute now. What? Sure, come right up. Agnes, you could be a little more dignified on the phone. Well, Tony, Mr. Jarvis. Jarvis, president of Edwin's Proscenium Club? Did he say anything? Just that he had to see your husband right away. Said it was a crisis. A crisis? Oh, Agnes, this is terrible. What's terrible? Probably one of those broken-down actors finally got a job, and they're planning a torchlight parade. (laughs) Agnes, this can only mean one thing. The Proscenium Club found out my husband's secret. You mean that he has two heads? (laughs) No. That he's Uncle Goodhart on that program. You know what happens to any member of the proscenium club who deserts the stage. Yeah, he loses his place in line at the unemployment insurance office. (laughs) Agnes, this is serious. Edward's been a life member, dedicated to preserving the American stage. But what if they found out he's in radio? How could those old fogies find out? They can't get NBC on their hearing devices. (laughs) (laughs) Must have found out. And Jarvis himself is coming to tell Edwin he's been thrown out of the club. Oh, Agnes, this will kill Edwin. It will? When you are in love. Coming from Jarvis, too, Edwin's oldest friend. They played Shakespeare together. They shared the same dressing room. Two hams from the same smokehouse. (laughs) Agnes, Edwin Montague is no ham. You're kidding. Why, honey, he... Uh Uh-oh, I hear him. He's up. There it is, the chant of the jungle. Uh, good morning, Lily. Good morning, Edwin. Hiya, Buster. Uh, uh, dear little Agnes, still with us. I guess there was nothing in that rumor that you were returning to wrestling on television. <laughs> what a doll. As they say in French, beaucoup schmo. Oh, Lily, when we were first married, you wanted a cocker spaniel and I wanted a bulldog. In Agnes, we have both. <laughs> Now, Edwin. Agnes, bring in Edwin's breakfast. His breakfast, okay. Come to uh, my house, to my house. I'm going to give you arsenic. (laughs) Excuse me, Lucy Monroe. I heard the phone ring before. Who was it? Jarvis. Jarvis? Now, Edwin, you might just as well know it. Jarvis is coming up to see you. He says it's a crisis. Lily, they found out. They found out I'm in radio. Edwin. I've been betrayed. Agnes, have you told anybody I'm Uncle Goodhart? Why, I'm more ashamed of it than you are. (laughs) Oh, Lily, 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 my treachery has been revealed. I, Edwin Montague, a proscenium member, have broken the thin, tottering ranks of the defenders of the theater to go over to the enemy, radio. Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. Oh, beat me, Daddy, eight to the bar. Quiet. Lily, I can't face the disgrace. Edwin, maybe you can explain it's just a little radio program. (laughs) Just a little. Lily, they drummed Cecil Banks out of the club because a second cousin of his was heard on a quiz program. Oh, Edwin, there must be a way. Lily, there's no way back. Better death. Better death than what I have to face. They will turn my picture to the wall. From this day on, they will speak of me as though I were dead. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> Lily, I'm a lost man. No more to while away the long afternoons at the club with my old cronies, recalling my great triumphs in the theater, sitting in front of the fire in the Shakespeare room, 
silently wooing Thespis, the goddess of the drama. I wonder who's kissing her now. <laughs> Quiet, Lily. I've just thought of the most wonderful game for our next picnic. Ducking for Agnes. <laughs> Edwin, there must be some... Oh, that's Jarvis. Uh, let's pretend no one's home. No, Edwin, you must face it. Oh, very well. Agnes, let Mr. Jarvis in. Services will be held at three o'clock. <laughs> Agnes, where is he? He's in there, sir. Jarvis. Montague. Montague. A dear friend. Blow, blow, thou winter wine. Thou art not so unkind as man's ingratitude. Oh, Jarvis, remember me not as this broken man, but as I was in our first play together. Remember your part. Hamlet. Lord Hamlet. But soft, what noise? Who calls on Hamlet? Lord Hamlet, it is us, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Who sent down for delicatessen? <laughs> <laughs> oh! All right, Rebecca, back to Sunnybrook Farm. <laughs> Jarvis, for old times' sake, don't be hard on me. Montague. Montague, if I could see any way out of it, I'd have spared you. But the others insisted. They did? Yes. I had to put you down for $25. $25? Uh, $25? What are you talking about? What's the crisis? There's no money for our proscenium summer fund. Oh, there is. Say, <laughs> Montague, to me, the fact that the proscenium club treasure is empty is... Hardly a reason for such rejoicing. <laughs> it isn't. Quiet, Agnes. Jarvis, forgive me. I, I was just happy because... Well, because I'm in a position to give you $50. $50? Montague, you? You giving $50? Yeah, I hit the Daily Double at Hialeah. <laughs> I warned you, Agnes, I warned you. Just for that, no kennel ration for you tonight. <laughs> Jarvis, my last cent would go for our summer fund. Lily and I would gladly go without. Yes, Jarvis, that's how we feel. Oh, if others felt the way you do, our goal of $500 would be achieved. Well, I got 40 cents that ain't working. Thank you, Agnes. <laughs> uh, Jarvis, $500. Yes, Lily, you know, every summer, when the theaters close in New York, the club raises $500 to give to Broadway's neediest actor to tide him over to fall. And this year, some needy comrade will not receive it. In order to live, he'll break the ranks and go into radio. Radio? Radio. Ah, cursed be thy name, and cursed be our weak-willed former members who've fallen into thy evil clutches. Members who shall live in the proscenium book of infamy. Traitors to our beloved and embattled theater. Pardon me, I smell somebody's ears burning. <laughs> uh, job is... Uh... Would it actually be lowering our principles if we asked those former members who are now working in radio to contribute? We need $500. They'd give money. Never. Never. That's dirty money. Fool's gold. No, Montague. We must take care of our own. They shall not contaminate us who have not fallen. I understand. Goodbye, Montague. Gallant soldier. Keeper of the flame of Shakespeare. Goodbye, Jarvis. Now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince. Well, now you can relax. He doesn't know you're in radio, sweet prince. Edwin, you're saved. He doesn't know, but I know. Lily, they look up to me. Me. Oh, villainy. I am the chief. I have lost the heritage of my old memory. I... Hang on a 
one of your hats, kids. Here we go again. Oh, Edwin, it'll be forgotten. Forgotten? Shakespeare said it. The evil that men do follows after them. Lives after them. Uh, lives after them. Oh, my offense is rank. It smells to the sky. To the heaven. To the heaven. Oh, guilty conscience. Macbeth shall sleep no more. Rest no more. Rest no more. Dream no more. Dream no more. Quiet! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> silence. Oh, Lily, what I think of myself doing Uncle Goodhart, while old Jarvis has to go begging for money from Broadway's neediest act. Oh, Edwin, time to go for your radio broadcast. Lily, I can hardly face it. I, I must do something to redeem myself. Oh, stop torturing yourself. Go do your broadcast. We'll torture everybody. <laughs> oh, when will this loud-mouthed albatross be removed from my neck? There must be a way of getting that $500 for the Presidium Club. Oh, Edwin, we can't afford it. $500? Can't we pawn something? Isn't there something in the house that's useless? Useless? <laughs> Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> well, Edwin, here's your coat. $500. Oh, there must be a way. Dad, where's my hat? I'm on the air in a few minutes. We'll be back with a magnificent Montague in just a moment. But first, a word from Anison. The next time you suffer from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, take Anison. You'll bless the day you heard of this incredibly fast way to relieve those pains. Now, the reason Anison is so wonderfully fast-acting and effective is this. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one but a combination of medically proven, active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing Anison tablets from their own dentist or physician, and in this way, discover the incredibly fast relief Anison brings from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. So the next time a headache strikes, take Anison for this wonderfully fast relief. Anison, A-N-A-C-I-N... Anison comes in handy boxes of 12 and 30, economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Get Anison at any drug counter. And now, back to the magnificent Montague. With a heavy heart, as he thinks of the $500 needed for the proscenium summer fund... He is just finishing his Uncle Goodhart radio broadcast. Listen. And now, dear listeners, remember, keep your head high into the sun and light. So ends another episode of Uncle Goodhart, brought to you by the makers of Flugel Soap. And now, remember... There is still time to enter the big Uncle Goodhart $500 letter-writing contest. Just write a letter beginning, I wash with Flugel Soap because... The best letter will receive $500. Uncle Goodhart will be the sole judge and his decision will be final. And now, back to Uncle Goodhart at his thought for the day. 
When your neighbor cuts his jugular vein while sawing wood in the cellar, say to him as the blood rains down, let a smile be your umbrella. <laughs> okay, Mr. Montague, we're off the air. Off the air. After what I just did to it, I'm afraid to breathe it. Oh, that was a crackerjack show, Mr. Montague. Here, ask Mr. Zinzer, our director. Good show, eh, Zinzer? Oh, that was a peacherino. <laughs> <laughs> that was simply George. No. Oh, quiet. Yes, sir. Springer. Yes, sir? What was he mumbling? Mumbling? Was someone mumbling? Who was mumbling? Zinzer, were you mumbling? Me mumbling? I wasn't mumbling. Was someone mumbling? Oh, stop this. <laughs> I mean our announcer. Oh, that. That's our annual best letter contest. You're the judge. <laughs> I'm the judge. Don't I do enough around this asylum without being assigned homework? Oh, you won't be bothered, Mr. Montague. Zinzer will take care of it. Yes, sirree, Bob. <laughs> we just use your name. I'll pick the winner for you and send them the $500. $500? That's the prize for the winning letter. I wash with flugel soap because... Five hundred dollars. Zinza! <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, Zinza? Yes, sir? What do you mean you will judge the best letter? But you said... It was announced it to the public that Uncle Goodhart was to be the sole judge. It would be unfair to my listeners if I didn't personally select the prize-winning letter. Yeah, but there'll be oodles and oodles of letters, Mr. Morgan. It's my duty, Mr. Zinza. You may pick the second prize. Gee, Mr. Montague, you're a true blue, dead-on-the-level straight shooter. <laughs> thank you, Zinza, thank you. Five hundred dollars. When you are in love, it's the loveliest night of the year. Edwin, I refuse. Lily, you have the pen and paper ready? Right. But, Edwin... Just right. Dear Uncle Goodhart, I wash with frugal soap because... Edwin... Lily, just write it down. I certainly won't. It's ridiculous for you to enter that contest. It is? How can I lose? I'm the judge. Now write it yourself. <laughs> Lily, it has to be done in a woman's handwriting. I'm writing it in Agnes's name. It's perfectly legal. Edwin, you just can't take $500... I, Lily, it's for the Proceum Club's Summer Fund for Broadway's Neediest Actor. I don't like it. It's thievery. Lily, radio owes this to the theater. It is small enough to pay for the havoc it has wrought to our profession. A thief, am I? I'm, I am Robin Hood. Now, write. Oh, but Edward... Write, Lily. Dear Uncle Goodhart, I wash with frugal soap because... Now, just how would Agnes word it? Now, take this down, Lily. Go ahead. I wash with frugal soap because all day long my hands is up to the wrists in chopped meat, onions, and other garbage. <laughs> right. As a result, my knuckles and hands is always unsightly chapped. Frugal soap has restored my paws to such loveliness and charm. They are the talk of the A&P. Signed, Agnes Peters. Now the envelope. Address. Uncle Goodhart, letter writing contest. Care of Uncle Goodhart, the National Broadcasting Company, Box 6, New York, Zone 7, New York.
then, dear listeners, the prize-winning letter ends in the same beautifully phrased, homespun, earthy style. Quote, My lovely paws are now the talk of the A&P. And the name of the winner? Miss Agnes Peters of New York City. I have the $500 in cash right here, and I am sending it out immediately by messenger. And to you millions of listeners who wrote letters in and didn't win, this is your Uncle Goodhart saying, <laughs> better luck next time. <laughs> Montague, that letter. How could you have picked it? It was obviously written by a moron. Written by a moron, you moron. The sponsor was quite upset. Good. Now, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen, I shall send the $500 off to its rightful place. Yes, sir, as Shakespeare said in King Richard II, I count myself in nothing else so happy as in a soul remembering my dear friend. My good friend. Uh, my good friend. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Hello, Lily. I was just making a little package of cigarettes and fruit to bring you on visiting day. <laughs> well, uh... Ah, Lily. What a good feeling. I sent the $500 in cash by messenger right off to the Presidium Club, care of the summer fund. Just a little note attached. Fight on. That's all. Oh, that's all. Lily, with, with this one magnificent gesture, I have redeemed myself in my own eyes. I can speak into that microphone now without feeling that with every word I am hastening the doom of the legitimate theater. Oh, Lily, what a glorious day for me. Ah, here's dear Agnes. Hello, dear Uncle Goodhart. I heard your program today. You did? Get it up. <laughs> Get what up? The 500 bucks I won. Let me explain. Don't explain. My letter won 500 bucks. Get it up. <laughs> Agnes, dear. Five C, 500 clams. You, you see, Agnes... Shoot me the green stuff, the folding move, the cabbage. Agnes, may I please speak to you? Gladly, just as soon as you lay the 500 fish in my lovely and charming paws, the talk of the A&P. <laughs> Agnes, I can explain. Later, make with the shekels. I got the furrier with a squirrel coat I just ordered, waiting for a down payment. Agnes, you can't have the money. Now, what was the name of that charming police sergeant I met at the Hands who's just dying to make a name for himself? The police? Agnes, you wouldn't do that to me. Uh-huh. Agnes, please let him explain. Okay, first let him slip me the loot, and then he's got my undivided attention. Agnes, dear Agnes, unknown to you, a great and noble thing is happening today. I know, I'm being eased out of 500 bucks. <laughs> no, Agnes, it's going to someone who needs it more than you. Nobody needs it more than me. Agnes, search your heart. Somewhere in this cruel city, there is a poor, desperate man. I know, he's the furrier waiting for me to bring him that down payment on the squirrel coat. Agnes, that money went to the Proceum Club Summer Fund. Oh, no, I'll have the joint raided. Agnes, please listen to Think me. Think of it. Your money is going to Broadway's neediest actor. It will give him another year to live with his head held high. Another year to maintain the fight to keep the theater we love alive. But the furrier's waiting. Agnes, you were in the theater with us when Lily and I were struggling. Remember what a dollar meant to us. How we all shared and shared alike. Yeah, I remember. Well, think of this poor actor, living in his shabby hall bedroom, hungry, forgotten, his head bloody but unbowed, 
That money, Agnes dear, will keep him going. Well, Agnes? Well, Agnes? You got me okay. Oh, Agnes. Agnes, you're a saint. I know you always try to appear tough, but underneath there is something warm. And this coming winter, it'd be warm if it was covered by a squirrel coat. <laughs> Agnes, it's truly wonderful what you've done. Oh, the door. I'll get it. It's Mr. Jarvis. Jarvis! Montague, Montague, here's your $50 back. We don't need it. You don't? Montague, the sky's opened up and showered $500 on the proscenium club. $500? Isn't that wonderful? Great. It's a miracle. An unknown benefactor's made our fun possible again with just a little note, Montague. Just the words, fight on. Fight on. We shall fight on. King Henry V, Act Two. Remember Montague? Once more into the breach, dear friends, once more. And when the blast of war blows in our ears... Aye, imitate the action of the tiger. Stiffen the sinews. I summon up the blood. Aye, my squirrel coat. <laughs> ah, Jarvis, you have brought great news to the house of Montague. And I bring even greater news, oh, Montague, noblest Roman of them all. You do? The moment the $500 arrived, the board of directors of our proscenium club met, voted, and issued the following proclamation. May I? Read on, dear Jarvis. Whereas the proscenium club, a non-profit organization dedicated to the highest principles of the theater, each year selects a recipient of a $500 donation to the neediest actor on Broadway. Good, good. Whereas this year, for the first time, the choice was unanimous. We hereby select a member who for eight years has not worked in a play, yet has maintained his dignity and position. By acclaim, the proscenium club votes as the neediest actor on Broadway, Mr. Edwin Montague. <laughs> and here, Montague, is the $500. Jarvis, wait. Good night. Good night, sweet prince. Now, look, Agnes. Dirty, slimy, rotten, double-crosser. Now, Agnes. Agnes, let me, let me explain. You crawling, miserable, two-timing monster. Now, Agnes. Poor man, living in a hall bedroom, hungry, forgotten. Please, I'll let Head bloody, but unbowed. It's going to be bloody, all right. Agnes, listen. Give me the dough. Agnes. Hand over the mazuma, cross my palm with the green stuff. Agnes, the money doesn't belong to us. All I know is for the first time in my life, I won a contest. But I was the judge. I wrote the letter and I picked the letter. All right, all right. You'll get your cut. Agnes, we can't keep that money. It was supposed to go to Broadway's neediest actor. So you got it, Broadway's seediest actor. <laughs> Agnes, be reasonable. Edwin's in terrible trouble. Anything I can do to make it worse? Really, Agnes, you might have the decency to keep your mouth shut since it was your name that got us into this mess. My name got you Agnes, into it. Agnes, Edwin, we've got to get rid of this money. I have it. The Proscenium Club has always wanted a bust of me. Now, I know a sculptor... Over my dead body. Edwin, there's only one solution. The second place winner of that contest must get the money. But, Lily, I want it for the Proscenium Edwin, Club. Edwin, find out the second place winner and send that money right away. Oh, all right, then. I'll call Zinza. Always wanted a bust of me. Hello, Zinza? Montague. Uh, no, nothing's wrong. Who was the second place winner in the Uncle Goodhart letter writing contest? Yes, I'll take it down. Well, just give me the name. Who? Yes. Yes, I have it. Good night. 
Well, you are in love. Hey, who said in that second letter? It's the loveliest night in the year. Whose letter wins the money? It was Jarvis. All's well that ends well. Here's a word from RCA Victor. Vacation time is the portable radio season. Make sure your portable is ready to deliver all the tone and volume you need for outdoor listening pleasure. Have it checked today by your local radio dealer or serviceman. If your portable radio battery has grown weak, replace it today with a fresh, new, long-lasting RCA radio battery. Radio engineered for extra listening hours. Portables powered with sturdy, long-lasting RCA radio batteries give top performance at the flick of a switch. Your local radio dealer or serviceman has an RCA battery for your portable radio, regardless of make or style. See him today for a complete portable radio inspection. If your portable battery runs low, insist on RCA radio batteries, available at radio dealers everywhere. RCA batteries are economical. They're radio-engineered for extra-listening hours. Listen again next week, friends, to The Magnificent Montague, starring Monty Woolley. The Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield. Always milder, better-tasting, cooler-smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. By Allison for fast relief from pain of headaches, neuritis, and neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. The Magnificent Montague was created and directed by Nat Hyken and written by Nat Hyken and Billy Friedberg. Anne Seymour was Lily. Pert Kelton was Agnes. Also heard on tonight's program were John Gibson, John Griggs, and Gavin Gordon. Jack Ward was at the organ. This is Don Pardo speaking. Tomorrow, hear New Theater and the Symphony on NBC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.